Hey fam, what is going on? Welcome back. This is episode number 261 of the Value Value Podcast. My name is Kyle Krieger. I want to uh, just welcome you back in here. Hope you're having a great start to your year. I know uh, a lot of people we talked to have gotten started. If you're like me, you're about to get started. So we hope things are going great. But we're, we're excited to share this uh, second part of our conversation with Sarah McCarthy, who is the creator of McCarthy Math Academy down in the Orlando area. Um, just a really good friend, inspiring teacher. And, you know, the first part we really talked about um, how to bring yourself to the camera. Because so many of us are in some form or another teaching digitally, uh, how to really be personable and do those things. But the second half, we're, we're really getting into, you know, how to engage in these digital platforms, how to present yourself, how to build community and relationships. And we're super, super thrilled to have this. So um, if you haven't checked out the first half of the episode with Sarah, please go back to episode 260. Otherwise, like I said, we're honored to be a part of this with you. Um, we say this every episode. If you need anything, if you need support, if you need guidance, if you just need someone to talk to, please let us know. We are in this with you. Um, we're honored that you would share some time with us. You listen to this podcast and, and that uh, we hope that you know that we are here to support you however we can. So if there's anything we can do to help you, if there's anything we can do to make a difference for you, please let us know. Um, Beyond that, you know, go follow us at its will law at its.will.law.iii on Instagram at its Kyle Krieger on Instagram. Find us as value as value on Facebook, the LED project.com and go check out uh, on Instagram, Facebook and the Internet McCarthy Math Academy. Hope you enjoy this episode. Talk to you soon. I think that the best thing that you bring to your classroom you know, our district used to, uh, used to always say, make sure your room is very print rich. Mm-hmm. You know, make sure that when you walk, kids walk in, they feel comfortable. But I think what makes kids feel comfortable is me. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I love the way you said that, that, it, that it's, 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 it's what you bring. You're not looking for the flash. You're the flash. Right, exactly. You're, the, you're that flash of energy that the kids are going to connect to and that pop of color that they're going to see. Exactly. And so, and that's where the attention should be. So I love that. I love that. Exactly. It's, it's, it's relationships first. I just, my focus is on them and what they need, what I know that they need, not so much the flashiness of everything. You know, I do like to be bright and colorful too with, with instruction and with the videos, they are, they are poppy and there's music behind it and all that. And I really think it's amazing. Like I went to um, see the Ron Clark Academy and that was an amazing experience, but it's not just their aesthetics. It's, it's again, it's the personalities behind it. It's the relationships built into it. That's what makes it pop. It really does. So I'm very frugal too, and I'm just frugal and resourceful. And that's how I've yeah. always, always been, always been. Yeah. So, so with that, when you started the Math Academy, were you primarily meeting with kids in person or was it always a digital platform? It, well, I started, a, I guess I've always been business minded, um, but just didn't really know it because coming from my family, they were nine to fivers, not really entrepreneurial or anything like that. So I never really thought it was in me. It just kind of happened. But I started a tutoring business called Tutor 4.0 <laughs> way back in the day. And um, I would meet with kids then. And then, but I was also working in the classroom too. And then being in the classroom, my kids kind of forced it out of me. They were like, 
Miss McCarthy, you need to start posting these songs up to YouTube. That way we can go home and watch them. And it just gradually became more of a digital platform the more I got comfortable with technology. Like I taught myself how to edit videos. I taught myself how to record songs. It's not the best quality, but again, resourceful. I figured it out, you know, I figured out how to, and kids, they don't really care. It's the color, it's bringing it to life. Mm -hmm. um, and it wasn't until there was the need with the Common Core of how do we teach this new math that it became that digital platform. And I saw, when I, when I started receiving emails from teachers and principals and kids that I had never even met, you know, I'm in central Florida and I'm getting stuff from the Keys in Miami and um, up at the Panhandle, um, these emails coming in and teachers were like, you, like the way that you teach makes sense for my kids. I love having you in the classroom with us. It's your resources have made, have caused them to be able to grow, make significant learning gains. Thank you so much. And I was like, oh, I, I didn't really see myself. I just, I was just trying to show how to like deconstruct a problem, but here I am, it's the energy that I produce that is, uh, it's causing that change, you know? And I started to see that, okay, maybe there's a need for this. Let me just keep stepping into this. And I grew from there. <laughs> I just keep listening to what the need is and trying to create that. What, what would I want in the classroom? What do I hear that's needed? And is that something that's in my lane? If it's in my lane, let me make it. You know, right now, I'm, I, I know you said you're not, you, you, you're doing the music and I'm, I'm a musician. I'm a music yeah. producer. And, and one of the things that I wanted to do this summer with one of my former coworkers was to start creating uh, like hip hop songs for my students mm -hmm. math based and middle school math based uh, because I saw a lot of the videos that they made were for the lower grades. Right. And so I kind of, I kind of, I kind of smell, I'm wafting right now. I kind of smell a collaboration coming on. We should. Um, I, I, <laughs> I love that. You know, I'm just kind of wafting. The, 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 I smell a collaboration coming on where we could kind of probably connect and, you know, I can send you some music. We can put yes. it together. And, and actually my kids actually make a lot of the music that I want to use. That's what I was going to yeah, that's what I was going to just, I'm reading um, the, oh my gosh, it's Christopher Emden. What's his? Oh, oh white uh, folks who teach in the hood. Yeah. Yes. How can I not remember that? I'm like, okay, so I'm reading that right now. And that's a big part. That's a big component of it is having the kids take mm -hmm. it and do it. And I was like, you, I don't know why I didn't do that more. And I know why I didn't do it more. It's just the pressure of being able to fit so much into a short period of time. But if I were to go back in the classroom, or how, how do I do that now where I can give kids a platform to say, here's the content, create something that goes with mm -hmm. it. So I love that. I, there's so much power in music oh. and movement because, you know, you say print rich environments, right? With, with posters and anchor charts and everything. And then my theory is when it comes time to any kind of test, any time where we're gonna have to take all that away, how can they still have it in their minds? It's the music. And that's what I do is I take all the things that I need them to learn. If it's something that they know, I know that they're going to struggle with and I need them to have this knowledge, like ready to just spit out, then I'll create music to go with it. So yeah, it's, I, I would love that. We should totally do that. Yeah.
One one thing you said a second ago that I, I think is something that I struck both Wilkie and I is you you talked about staying in your lane, okay. you know. And for us, you know, this is the fourth year doing the podcast and trying to grow our our PDs and stuff. And we've kind of been on this roller coaster of like getting really focused in our lane and then thinking, oh, things are good, and then we're going to take on more stuff that isn't necessarily our lane. So, how do you decide what's what's in your lane and and what's not in your lane? I think if it's going, I, I think that's a good question because I've had a lot of experience where I thought it was in my lane and it wasn't necessarily. Um, I'm really, I realize that I'm really about kids. So how can I get the information to kids? And is it going to make me happy? Because if I'm happy and I'm charged up about it, it's only going to make, it's only like, I love your, your motto, bringing value to them. If I'm charged up, it will bring value to whoever it is I'm trying to serve. And if it, if it, I'm at a point now where I'm like, if it doesn't, if I don't think it's going to bring happiness and joy to my life, then why am I doing it? You know, because I'm very purpose driven and, and all that. So when you're talking about music and math, that's my lane. You know, if it's a reading collaboration, it's not necessarily my lane anymore, you know? So it's, it's hard. That's why I've, I've kind of shifted my focus from delivering um, self-care with teachers, that motivational piece that I was trying to channel um, a few years back, to just like focusing on producing resources and videos to motivate students and teachers in my lane of math. Mm-hmm. That brings me joy. That's something I can bust out, I can flow through, and... Uh, yeah. Does that make sense? I don't know. Did I answer it, your question? It, it does. And Will, I was thinking that it, she could be a really good person to collaborate on the old school strategies, new school tools, professional development. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because my- I say, I- just picking, just picking her brain now. It's like I'm over here. I'm not. I'm not disengaged. I'm actually like keeping notes and jotting things down because I don't mm-hmm. want to forget things. And right. it's like sometimes when you talk about your lane, you know, you always hear people say, stay in your lane, some stay in your lane. And, you know, one of my things is most, most times you don't know your lane. And so you're kind of trying this one out for a while. Then you're trying this one out. And then it's, as you feel like, I don't shy away from discomfort. I won't stop doing something just because I feel uncomfortable. I'll shy away from it. If my drive to continue does not match the the yes. discomfort. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I'm articulating that correctly, but I have to have a drive to want to keep doing it through the discomfort. And if I don't feel it, then to me, I'm saying that's not my lane. Right. I love landscaping. I, I love it. I think that's something that's beautiful. I know it's not my lane. Right. I do love to cut my own grass. I love to see the lines in my yard when I cut. You know, those are like little things that I like to see. And so... I know what lane to stay in, but when you start talking about doing a whole lot of work and delivering dirt and having people put, put in them, that's not my area of expertise. And I don't choose to want to know too much about it. You know, I can know it well enough to understand it, but not to say that's my area of expertise where I want to be. And I think a lot of times our teaching environment kind of try to force teachers into this be everything. Yes. 
instead of just be you. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of teachers get this mentality that, oh, oh, I have to do this, I have to be this, I have to be that. You know, in education, that every other year or so, everything changes. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like, no, I would rather just remain the same. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I'll learn new things. I, like I say, I'm, I'm an old guy. I'm the oldest guy on my t math team. No but way. I was the, yeah. And I was the first one to start really embracing technology to the full extent. My class last year was a hybrid before COVID. <laughs> you right. know, I was pushing, wanting to push to digital journals and digital notebooks, you know, the year, first year I got to my campus, you know, two years ago. And a lot of people got a lot of pushback. Now, everybody wants to learn how to make them. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think it's important to grow, but I think it's also important to know. And when you know who you are, stay true to that and then keep adding things to, that help you and then chipping away things that don't. Exactly, exactly. I think that's, that's essentially what I've done with my, my business is, is figured out what it is that I love doing, what brings me the most joy. And, you know, chipping away, like grading papers. I got to chip away at that. That wasn't my favorite thing to do, you know? but I still get to connect with teachers. I love doing that. I love serving students. I love teaching them. I love, you know, modeling with them. Um, I love creating math songs. There wasn't enough time for that when I was in the classroom to always create it, but now I'm given the time where I'm able to create more um, things. And even when it comes to math, a lot of, there, like I said, there's been a lot of people saying, you know, you should do stuff for kindergarten and first grade. And I'm like, that's not my lane. That wouldn't, that wouldn't, I'd have to put on a different person to meet what those kids need at that age. And that there are people, that's their lane. There are so many gifted, talented teachers out there ready to serve that audience. And I know that's not my lane. And it breaks my heart because I, I want to be able to, but it's, it's, it would be doing it for them and not fulfilling me you know I think it's just cyclical if it's if I'm doing something and that brings you value that's going to bring me value and then I'm going to be able mm. to, to do more so I love that feel the flow yes I like exactly I, I I guess kind of trying to get get towards the end here and wrap up and be respectful of your time I, I as both of you being parents and in the education space you know how how are the how are the two of you dealing with you know, supporting your your children who are learning online, um, you know, and, and what advice would you give to parents who are in that position? Because we were talking a little bit before recording, you know, there, there are the parents who really need their kids to go back to school. There are the parents who are working from home in a way that doesn't allow them to be with their kids. And, and it's just a really rough time. So, um, I really think our listeners would be interested in hearing the two of your, you give advice on how you're approaching this time as, as parents with your students. All right. Would you like to go first? Uh, sure. Um, for me, you know, I, I made a post yesterday. I took a picture with my daughter and said, you know, this is an uncommon year, you know, but we're going to make the best of it. And I was like, oh, well, I get more time with my angel. Um, because I love spending time with my daughter. Like that, that, I tell people all the time, I have a high schooler, 14 year old daughter who, when we go to the grocery store, she still wants to hold her dad's hand. You know, so those type of things and that, that to me, 
I don't take this for granted because I know eventually she's going to be out of the house. She's going to be off to college. So mm -hmm. I want it all now. So I'm good. Um, but even yesterday, right before my class was starting, she was in her room. Daddy, I need your help. So I'm running in there with her, trying to help her navigate what her teachers are putting into the program and getting her set up and then having to go back. And then a few minutes later, Daddy, I don't understand how to do this. Okay, I'll be right back. You know, and I'm so like, I'm coming in there and then, you know, so I think it's just important to remember that I'm a human first. Yes. I'm a parent second. I'm a teacher third. Mm -hmm. And so I understand how parents, you know, who are not educators could do it, but parents who are not educators need to understand that parents who are edu edu educators still have to navigate the same waters that they're navigating between finding the balance between their work and their, and their profession. I mean, their work and their family. And again, I, I don't know any parent that's going to listen to their child yell for help and not go in and help. Right. Um, and so, I mean, fortunate enough for me that she's, she's very inquisitive and curious enough to kind of go and tinker with things and kind of move into it. And I'm just trying to encourage that. Baby, make mistakes. Go in. If you don't find it, email your, email your teacher. If you mm -hmm. can't find what you're looking for, you're confused, email your teacher. Because again, I got to tell my parents, you do not have to homeschool your child. I am your child's parent. I mean, your child's student. <laughs> teacher. There you teacher. go. It's early. <laughs> I am your child's One teacher. One of those. <laughs> yeah, uh -huh. I am all of those a student a teacher and a parent so but I tell them I am your child's teacher you don't have to homeschool have them reach out to me or you reach out to me and that's the same thing I encourage my daughter to do now if you go there and it doesn't work then you'll come to me and then we can have a dialogue and get things going but that's kind of how I'm navigating it I love that so good so good um yeah I love how you said I'm human first, I'm a parent second, I'm a teacher third. And that's really what it, it comes down to. So I have to, when I wake up in the morning, I know the power of a powerful morning routine. So I get up way before everybody else to make sure I am ready to go. Because if I am ready, if my oxygen mask is on and I'm, you know, flow, I spend time reading something positive, getting my brain right. Usually I run before I even get going with them, knock a few things out while it's quiet because it is not quiet for the rest of the day. I'm about to go walk into my house. I'm in my garage right now in the studio. I'm about to walk into my house and it's going to be Miss McCarthy hat off for a second and, you know, mom hat on. It's just a matter of changing out the hats. Mm -hmm. But I do, I, I, I know that if I roll out of bed and roll into just being a mom right away, it's the day is just going to take that. I just know me well enough to know that I know how I work and I work better if I get up early and I get my day started the right way. Um, and then it's, I prioritize too. I spend time before they wake up prioritizing. What do I need to get done work-wise that way when I'm momming, when I have little bits of time to plug in something, I kind of know, you know, during nap time, I've got more space to knock this out. Or during lunchtime, you know, when they're off playing, I can knock this out real quick. It's just knowing your, knowing your kids. But I do not have perfect days. Just the other day, we were all going at it <laughs> with each other. I had so much to do. 
Um, and they were just, they were driving me nuts. And I had to talk to them at dinner and just be, and that was going to be my third point is be reflective because reflect on the day. Mm. It got, we were at it all day long yesterday. And at the dinner table, I finally said, while we are not in the middle of a battle, let's talk about the battles that we've had today. And let's see, you know, here's what I'm noticing. Here's what happened today. It felt like you guys, like, I have two little boys. So I was like, it, it felt like you needed somebody to facilitate your whole day, but you have this big, beautiful brain, go off and be creative, go build something, go create something. That's what I would love to see you do. So how can I help you be more independent? And they were like, well, and they, you know, started listing off stuff. So, um, just cause I, I need them to be independent sometimes too, that I have to work in order for everything to, to go smoothly. So being reflective and connecting, because I spent so much of yesterday pushing them, we both pushing each other. And so spending time reflecting and connecting is important too. So I try to sandwich the day with starting my day the right way, having that positive mindset um, mm -hmm. and then reflecting later with them. And he, you know, my son Dawson, he's only seven, but he's seven and he's very mature and he can handle conversations like that where he takes ownership for his actions and, and all that. So, but, you know, I think it's interesting because I, 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 my, my sister has two girls that are four and no, yeah, four and five and, you know, one's in pre-K, one's in kinder. Yeah. So, that's like balls of energy every time yeah. they come over. And my sister's also a high school assistant principal. Wow. <laughs> and so, you know, I've been listening to her stories. And so the other day we finally, they came over for the first time in months and we sat here with the girls. And when I took them upstairs, I, I found myself talking to them, not like they were four and five, but talking to them, like they would, and, and I, I call it human talk, like, like mm -hmm. they were humans. You know, I don't think you need the baby talk. I don't think I should have to do this. I should be able to have a conversation with you on the level that you're at. Mm -hmm. I'm not using big words that I found, you know, in a thesaurus to try to confuse you. We're going to use plain, simple in, uh, English, but I want to use it in a way to where you understand exactly what I'm communicating. Right. And I think something is happening in this world of technology that our kids are expanding in their understanding but as adults we're not accepting of that expansion mm. and so we try to baby talk them or we try to you know keep them you know away from that type of conversation and want to and i think that that's important i love that like you say he's mature enough to handle and understand when you're telling him mm -hmm. this is what i have to do right now Mm -hmm. So what can I do? What do we need to do? What can we become right. to, to make sure that this doesn't happen? We don't have another day like this. And I think that that is just super awesome. I'm gonna have to add that reflection piece yeah. uh, with my daughter. Yeah, if you, yeah. and that's, that's the thing is, and it's, it works with students too, including them in the conversation mm. and having them become the problem solvers too. It's not just, you're gonna do what I'm telling you to do, but have them take ownership over the day, ownership over the situation have them reflect on how they can do better, you know? And my son, he, he's hard on himself. So when he makes mistakes, he kind of beats himself up and that's just the perfect opportunity to jump in and say this, our house is a safe place for you to make mistakes. It's okay. 
but we have to use those as opportunities to learn and grow. So take ownership. What could you have done? I'm, I'm, and I'm, I think my mom was really good about teaching me where to own up when you make a mistake. Cause I will gladly, I do not play with that. If I make a mistake, if I was too hard, if I raised my voice too much and he'll call me out on that, then I will own up and say, you know what? You are right. I could have handled that better. And I will work on that next time. I'm sorry. What are you going to mm-hmm. do now? Now what's your part in this? Right, so right. It's, yeah, it's, it's the inclusion piece. So hopefully today will be a better day because it was rough yesterday. <laughs> but it's one step at a time. It's giving yourself it's giving yourself grace as a parent, as a teacher, to know that you don't have to have all the answers. But that doesn't mean to push the obstacle away. If we can embrace those obstacles, there's so much opportunity in this. I've had so much more family time and I've, that's something I've been praying for because I'm working, having a business and working as a teacher, my kids were honestly third on my list and I wanted them to be human mom and then teacher. And it's become that. So that's kind of a silver lining in all this is I've been able to really shift my focus and pour into them more. All right, Will, any, any follow-up questions before you give her the, uh, the, the final two? Anything else you want to tackle? Uh, no, just, I just know that I, 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 I love your energy. I, I told Kyle right before we got on, uh, right before you got on that, I was dealing with, uh, whenever I do yard work without a mask, my allergies just go crazy. Me too. And so like the last couple of days, I did it Sunday. And so yesterday into this morning, I woke up just kind of like, oh, just, uh. And so I've been drinking my green tea while I'm listening to you, but your energy has, through this computer, just in, just, Aww. just giving me so much, um, so much, so much life today and going into my students, you, I'm taking this conversation and I say this all the time, whenever we've interviewed people, I like the fact that I draw from them before our audience gets to draw. Because then I can say authentically when I'm when we're promoting it and say, you know, guys, you know, you need to listen to this. Because if I got something from it, again, like I said, as a 14 years teacher veteran, if I gained from this, then here's something for you too. And as you say, that value exchange, it's cyclical. cyclical. Mm -hmm. It just keeps going and that flow keeps going. So I just want to thank you for taking this time this morning. Um, Thank you for letting us be the first people you talk to. on this morning that we, um, you know, that we can actually, um, you know, put out for our listeners to glean from your information and your, your expertise. I thank you for that. Thank you for that acknowledgement. And, um, you know, it's, I always get a little nerve, nervous slash excited before coming on and doing interviews. Cause I know how my brain works and that, you know, I just, I like jumping right into conversation as soon as we can get comfortable with conversation. So again, I'm going to send that right back to you. Um, thank you guys for being amazing connectors. You really make people feel feel awesome and just heard and you're great listeners and it's it's a cyclical thing. So I was just feeding off of your energy. Awesome. I really was. I really was. Thank you. Thank you guys. You're awesome. All right, All right Will, you want to knock yeah. out the last two? So these are our last two questions. And um, I, I, this one is really near and dear to me because I, I, I have this vision that we're going to take all of these questions from all of our guests and make our own billboards one day. Mm. Um, but if you could share a message with every student in the country, you could put it on a billboard, just one quick message 
that you know that every student that's passing through their educational journey will be able to stop and look at and get from it? What would it be? I, you know what? I know you guys sent me these two questions and I was, I got chills because I was like, oh, I love this. I love this so much. Um, okay. I am all, so I would say to students, if they would all just hear me, I would love if they could know that you were born for a reason with amazing gifts and talents and skills and abilities. And it's your responsibility while you're here to figure out what those are and to figure out how you can use them to make this world a better place. Mm. That's, that's You just it. gave me goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> you just gave me goosebumps. My, my, one of the things in my classroom is um, I have affirmations. Uh, that I have my kids, and today we're going to go over those today. And the last statement in my affirmations is for the kids to say, I matter. Yes. And that's basically what you just summed up. I matter. I, yes. I was here. I was born for a, for a specific purpose in this time to do something great. Mm -hmm. To do something great. I love that. And isn't that a great message for all teachers right now too, that Absolutely. you are the, like, that's one of my messages now this year is that you are the one, for some reason you were chosen to be alive during this whole thing. How are you going to use this as an opportunity to, to make this world better? We have such a, a cool platform. So, yeah. yeah, we often say we're, we're the 1%. If you look yeah. at all the people in America, Teachers make up 1% of that population, and we're that 1% that really guides and steers the 99. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. know, if we complain about our doctor, you can always trace it back to a bad teacher. You complain about a, a lawyer or a police officer, you can trace it back to a teacher. So if we get it right, society can get it right. Yeah. It depends it, on us. And it really takes one amazing teacher <sighs> to steer that. Mm -hmm. to, to change everything, to change everything yeah. for it. My, my life has changed because of, I can think of a handful of teachers, you know? So even as a teacher, my principal who just guided me, I, my, my life has, has been changed because of her, so. Awesome. And last question before we let you go. As an educator, when it's all over with, there's no more videos made, there's no more music, you're no longer teaching math. What would you like for your legacy to be? I would like my legacy to be one of hope that really I was just an ordinary person who just stepped into what they were supposed to do while they were here. And that I never wanted the spotlight on me, but that I wanted to use the platform that I created to, to shine on other people and to show them that they mattered. So I know that I can draw people in, but really my goal is to, is to just shine it right back on you and be like, your life here matters. So if I got that across, that's amazing. And the listeners won't be able to see this, but right while you were talking about being the light, that sun came. I know, in. I just saw that. Perfect. Perfect. That's why we got this. It was going to be perfect. I'm going to edit that. Garage. <laughs> yeah, it must just be kind of the right time. I must love it. So, I love it. It's just it's it's like live action editing. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> so, um, uh, I, 
obviously like we wish we could spend the rest of our day but i think we've all got stuff going so we are going to offer you an open invitation all you got to do is send a message and we will make time for you um anytime you want to share I, and we look forward to some musical collaborations between sarah sarah and wilkie but um for those people trying to find you uh sarah where can they find you so i'm most active on um on Instagram at McCarthy Math Academy. I've got a small following there. I kind of just got started, but I love that connection with teachers. So at McCarthy Math Academy. I'm also on Facebook at McCarthy Math Academy and I have a website and I'm just constantly at McCarthyMathAcademy.com is the website for that. Um, so really Instagram, Facebook, message me. I'd love mm -hmm. to help however I can. If third, fourth, and fifth grade math, if that's part of your world, we need to chat. And I'm, mm -hmm. I'm with you. My whole mission is to support you. So And don't don't say you should show you also go to YouTube. Oh, I'm yeah. Looking I at the YouTube channel right now. And I'm like, man, this is a lot of content on this yes, video, on this YouTube. There is, there mm -hmm. is. I forget about that one. I do. Um, yes, go to YouTube at McCarthy Math Academy. Too. Yes. There's a lot of good free stuff there for you too. But I've got a new program right now that's called McCarthy Math 155. It has 155 videos for grades three, four, and five. So if you multiply that by three, it's 465. Basically, I wanted to create a way to um, have jam-packed daily high-energy math lessons ready for teachers to use with their students and homeschool parents too. I've got a lot of homeschool parents who didn't even think they were going into homeschool this mm -hmm. year using it. So it breaks, breaks it down. Awesome. Well, Sarah, as always, we really appreciate the time. Like I said, you have an open invitation and yeah, I guess we got to sign off by saying stay safe, you know, down there in central Florida. Central Florida. Thanks guys so much. You guys are wonderful people. Wonderful thank humans. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, for helping us out today. You definitely helped me. I can say that. Oh, say it right back at you. Welcome back to the Value Adds Value podcast with Kyle Krieger and Wilkie Law, where we're sharing inspiring stories of educators just like yourself, helping you to develop your craft and sharpen your tools to become the teacher your students deserve. This is the Value Adds Value podcast. Let's jump into this next episode.